Good morning, Francis Anthony. Thank you so much for joining us this morning on the Light Breakfast. Now, this is our parenting segment, our brand new parenting segment called Growing Pains. So today, we would just like to pick your brains a little bit about um, being a single dad. Right. Okay. I'll share what I can, but don't blame me if, you know, if it's, uh, <laughs> someone, if someone fails in their parenting. <laughs> well, you can never be a bad parent, I think. Yeah. As long as you are there for your child, right? And isn't parenting always just a work in progress anyway? Yeah. Always, always. Yes. Right. Yeah. Now, Francis, if you don't mind, can you take us back to the moment like 17 years ago when you first learned that your wife's cancer was terminal? What went uh, through your uh, mind at that time? That would have been actually 19 years ago. Because 19? Yes, when we first found out, um, it was, uh, and, and from the time of diagnosis, she survived two years till her passing, right? So, of course, um, it was a bit of a shock because uh, it was already at the advanced stage and the doctor actually said that, you know, if any treatment is purely cosmetic, mm. You know, it's terminal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's metastasized. It, it's uh, you know, it's a very aggressive form of cancer. And uh, you know, sometimes these things, as much as you think you're ready, you're not. You know, to hear something like this, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it was a shock because uh, you know then that uh, you'll be left, you know, to manage everything. You right? She's, she's not going to survive as much as you, you know. You pray, you try all you can. Deep down, you know that it's going to be a uphill task, uh, and you will be left to you know to to manage the children or the kid. In my case, right? Uh, that was one. I think the other difficult bit was managing the family. Because you know, especially her immediate family. For them, you know, it's it's. We must hope. We must, you know. It is, uh, you know. It is always a. You cannot speak or think negative. You must be, you know. You must always be positive thinking and this and that. So, getting them to accept reality, it was a bit of a challenge, mm. right? I think until almost the end. So, but uh, we did what we could. I, you know, I, I, uh, I would say that I, you know, we explored all options possible. Uh, and at the end, she decided to go for quality of life because chemo was uh, quite pointless, right? So and any form of medical treatment was purely cosmetic. So that's why she, she could survive for two years. Um, she was actually, you know, physically mobile and everything, you know, she's doing all, all that she was doing until the last six months. That's when you know she became bedridden, and that's when things took a real you know physical toll on, on on us and me especially because I had to quit the job, I had to stay home, you know, and nurse her, and you know slowly watch her pass, right? And at the same time, a four-year-old kid to manage that. Right? But how did you and your child and your wife spend the last moments together, like? Because they always say you have to spend the quality time together. Like, did you did you make made a conscious effort to spend quality time together, just the three? While, of you? while she was still physically capable, yes, right. We we you know we still went for short break. We still went out. You know, did did what most uh, normal family or couples would do. We still go to the mall. We still go 
for uh, you know our we have we have a small group where we regularly go out for holidays you know so we still went, we still did all those things hmm. but uh, it's a bit tricky because you know at the back of your mind you'll be wondering is this the last you know when mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing will pass through your mind so but as much as possible we made the uh, environment and you know the activities as normal as possible now when she passed on you said uh, earlier on your son was only four years old yes so right. how did you explain to him that what was happening at that point actually okay this one was a bit tricky because he's a bit of a you know a silent observer kind of a boy right mm. so uh, he knew what was going on right and you know sometimes from your childhood there'll be one two things that you will remember mm. so yeah so you know sometimes people may think that he's too small to not realize you know but you know once a while when we have a chat he you know he'll bring up a situation and he you know and said that you know she was like this and like i'd be surprised yeah how, how did he you know uh, he remembers four. Yeah. yeah it's four yes <clears throat> so particular episodes or scenes you know he he you know would have uh, registered in his subconscious you know so uh I never really explained much to him because uh, this boy, you know, f- four is a bit, bit, uh, is a bit, uh, you know. Well, we think we don't. Uh, they don't know. Of course, mm-hmm. they do. Right? They do. We didn't have much talk about it, but because it was, uh, you know, everything was happening right in front of our eyes. So, uh, I, I think that the trauma for him more was the fear of being left alone. So he was always clinging right mm-hmm. to me. I, I had to manage that that bit. I, I couldn't leave him away with anyone because he was, yeah, you know, the moment I'm gone, he'll be, you know, frantic looking, right? So that, that probably comes from a subconscious fear of being left alone, I suppose, right? So, so you're pretty upfront with him about it and he, he yeah. already knew? He already knew, yes. Did he ever ask, like, where did mommy go at that point in time? Uh, as much as I recall, no, you know. Okay. He didn't. Because mm. I have a mm. four-year-old and like if my husband goes to work because um, he works out station, he will constantly ask mm. like, where's daddy? Where's daddy? You know, like mm. did he, not, mm. did he right. not ask you where did mommy go at that time? Well, the initial bit, yes, of course. You know, there were a few, few occasions, but I think he, you know, but there was also a lot of people surrounding us at that time as well, right? Yeah. So, uh, especially the in-laws, they, well, they, they played a big hand in, you know, in, uh, uh, supporting yeah supporting yeah right. now at in the early stages do you th- hmm. do you think that you would be able to raise your son all alone uh, I actually took it a day at a time because in uh, apart from just dealing with her death you know I prior to her, her passing I, I told you right I quit the job and yep. you know we we sold the house even and sold the cars and wow. did what we can to, you know, to treat and, you know, medicate. So it was basically ground zero again at, at you know, at 36. Right? I had to get out into the job market again, get a place to stay. And, you know, so uh, I think it was, you know, getting through the, going through the motions kind of made you just get and do it. Right. You, you never thought much, but you knew that you have, you know, I, I got to, you know, 
start life all over again, right? Mm-hmm. And at this, of course, this time with with uh, with a responsibility, you know, right? So, well, I still remember at, at 36, I think it was about 10, 11 in the morning, uh, 11 at night, I think I was standing outside my mom's house and, you know, with a kid in hand and asking if she can house us for a while because, you know, yeah, things are, uh, you know, I have to start all over again. Mm. So, yeah, it was, it, I, I just went along with it and, you know, uh, didn't, didn't give it much thought, but just did what needed to be done. And you had your support, I mean, the support of your parents and your in-laws as well. Yes. yes. In raising. To some extent, uh, yes. To some extent, yeah. yeah. To some extent, yes. Yeah. But raising him was mostly on our own. Of course, uh, my mom lived nearby, so that kind of helped to, you know, that kind of helped to ease things a little. Uh, um, but otherwise, um, I practically managed. I had a mate in the first, you know, the first couple of years, right? So that helped quite a lot. Uh, but otherwise, we were mostly on our own. Yeah. Mm. Well, how difficult was it for you taking on I, the role of both mom I, and dad? It, it, I mean, what, yeah, kind of, yeah. what are some of the challenges that you faced? It's something I wish no man go through. You know, it's, it's tough, right? Because as you are dealing with your own uh, laws, your own, you know, insecurities or fears, whatever it is, you, you have a, a dependent, right? Mm. And the fear of, you know, what will happen to him if something happens to me? Right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah that that uh, became a uh, not not a negative uh, motivation, it became a positive motivation, right? So that uh, spurred me to you know work even harder and you know set things out uh, to get things right for for the both of us. Mm-hmm. Mm. But what were some of the challenges that you faced? In the some of the yeah, some of the challenges. Uh, Ah, getting out into, well, uh, um, in setting life, yes, I think you kind of know, you know, getting out, you know, starting starting my career all over again, stuff, getting a home, you know, so those kind of things. The emotional uh, challenge was uh, that dealing with your, with some fears, especially if, you know, a fear of what happens if something happens to me, that kind of thing. And, you know, getting out into... The dating scene again took uh, took quite a bit, right? Okay. Yeah, mm. yeah. How long before you actually did do that? Five, about five years later. Was it a bit strange for you? Did it feel strange to do yeah, that? Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. yeah, it does a bit. You know, actually, you know what, uh, Francis? Don't mind me asking, because <laughs> um, you had a son. Yes. Uh, would it have been a bit tougher had it had you had a daughter? I think as yeah, a single yes, dad, course, if you had a daughter, yes, surely it's easier, of course, raising the boy. Of course, people say that girls are, you know, sons are closer to moms, and you know, vice versa. Yeah. In this case, I'm thankful it was a a boy instead of a girl because you know, if it was a girl when she reaches puberty and stuff, I would have you know, a bit yeah, of what a, do you do, right? Yeah. Exactly, right? So, mm-hmm. of course, my, my sister-in-laws were there if, if ever I, I need, you know, a situation like that arose. But in many ways, it's easier, to, you know, for us with him being a boy, you know. Now, when your son was growing up, you were a full-time working dad. I mean, you still are a yeah. working yeah. father. How did you yeah. split your time now between work and being a and, parent? Right, okay. I told you I had a mate, right? So during the early years, 
So what I did was I, I gave her a, a five-day week kind of a thing. I allowed her to go off on the weekends. So uh, weekends, I forced, it, it's like I forced myself to be at home completely. No distractions, you know. So it was, uh, uh, you know, a real uh, son and dad time completely on the weekends. Uh, in the weekdays, as much as possible. But of course, you know, I, I drop him off at school. So I, I hardly see, I, we, we have very little interaction then during the weekdays, except at nights when I come home. Yeah. Uh, but the weekends was how I managed, uh, you know, to devote more time to, to being with him and stuff. So what were some of the bonding activities that father <laughs> and son did during weekends? During weekends, we, at that time, we lived in an in a apartment complex. So weekends, yeah, and he started to, you know, uh, we, we moved to a new neighborhood, right? So yeah. uh, then he, he started to make some friends and some friends from his school who live nearby, so in the same uh, apartment complex. So they started coming to the house. So uh, that's how we, you know, had uh, some good bonding because his friends were over. Then that's where I started to learn how to cook and we spent, you know, time doing that. We did other activities like, you know, we went around collecting old newspapers, for example, you know, just, just teaching him, you know, yeah, the, the importance of, or the value of you know of uh, old stuff and also the you know uh, the value of not throwing away things, reusing you know recycling stuff mm. like that. Mm. I tried to introduce him to music. He didn't. He didn't have much interest in that. So <laughs> he didn't take to your kind of music. <laughs> no, 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 because you know I think PS was a big distraction. So yeah. <laughs> 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 A bit, but having spent yeah. spend like alone time with your child, did you mm-hmm. discover anything unique or special about him? Ah, yes, of course. Yeah, I, I learned that he was a fixer. Yeah, he fixes things. Yeah, I, I was surprised because, you know, one day he just, uh, at my mom's place, I think he fixed the TV when he was six or oh, seven. Oh, wow. Yeah, so stuff like that. So even until now, right, he's... You know, of course, getting them out of the bed can be a big problem, you know, young boys and all. But uh, when they're up, you know, they'll be doing something, uh, you know, something unique, something interesting. So things like that I picked up. I found out that he was also a, uh, uh, he's a deep thinker. He doesn't say much, yeah, but he's always, you know, pondering. And you, you know, Are you like that? Are you so, a fixer and a deep thinker as well? Did he pick that up uh, from you? Yeah, actually, I am also, but I, I'm more expressive in my thoughts, and you know, he is not. Right? So getting that out from him is quite frustrating. Something even until now, right? Because you don't know what's what's going on in their mind, right? So that, that can be good. It can be bad also, right? When when they are too silent. Too so there's been a lot of things about him that you realized that hmm, it was from your wife that he a lot of elements, right? Ah yes, of course. Some, 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 right? Because I, I think this guy has his own personality. He's, he has some traits, mine, some traits of you know the mom, and yeah. Mm. Uh, I think he more or less developed his own personality and you know strengths and traits. Now, at what point, Francis, did it become easier mm. for you as a single dad? Was there a point in oh. time that that you felt like, hey, this is not too difficult, you know? Um. I don't know, because, you know, the, the, the parenting role, especially single parenting role, is never over, right? Mm. It's, you know, 
as even when they are fifty or sixty, you know, you still tend to to dole over your children. Right? So is that why my parents always still tell me what to do? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You, you will never, you will never outlive or outgrow that, you know, as 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 a parent, right? When everyone is telling you, let go, let go, let him, you know, it's it's easier said than that, right? It's it's not, yeah. Yeah, because he's twenty one now. It's yeah. it's easier course, now, I mean, isn't it? Yeah. Course, but, yeah, but you still cannot, but help to, uh, still want to, you know, get involved and see, you know, what he intends to do, or you know, help him a bit to chart, you know, the next course of his life and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I try not to interfere in his choice of uh, of you know career, but. I make sure that whatever he chooses, I nudge him along and get the, you know, get the right uh, tools and, you know, introduce him to the right people to support him in what he, you know, what he intends to to do. Mm. Mm. It's interesting that how um, both of you sort of overcome the grief of such a great loss together, Mm. right? But what did you have to do to sort of acknowledge your loss so that you can be a, positive role model, a positive light for your son? Okay. I think... Uh, Did you show it was him... About- yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Fine. No, finish your sentence. Did I show him... Did, I, did you, did you uh, make, make a conscious effort to not show him that you were grieving at that time? No, I think he knew I was, I was you know, I was uh, dealing with that issue. So, in that sense, I'm, I'm quite blessed because he kind of, uh, you know, uh, did what he was supposed to do. He, it was easier then when he was a kid than it is now when he's, you know, a teenager and now over a, an adult already. Right? Yeah. So, uh, I think it was two years later after her passing was when I had, uh, you know, uh, a good sob and a cry and realized that, it, okay, it's, it's over. I'm, you know, I'm a single man, single dad now and, you know, it all starts now, and uh, I think that realized I, I realized that you know it took me two years to actually deal with the passing, and uh, and then realized that okay, it's time to you know time to move on, and that's when I put away everything, the photos, the pictures, and you know and stuff like that, and the clothes and stuff. Mm. So between us, we, mm, yeah, we, we we never talk much actually, you know, to be honest about about that. Uh, except occasionally, but you know, you, it's no point asking them. You know, if you miss, of course, because of course they are they're missing the mom, yeah. right? Yeah, but uh, I'm thankful because we were surrounded by you know with good support, uh, friends, families, and things like that. So things or topics that I I couldn't or, or you know couldn't share with him was then, you know picked up <clears throat> by my mom my sister-in-law and you know my other siblings so they mm-hmm. kind of filled in that 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 bit you know on my behalf mm, giving him the emotional support more but you know, because you know men sometimes you are a bit more you know not yeah you know, yeah a bit more uh, I won't say repressive but a bit more quiet or you know pensive when it comes not to, as not yeah. as expressive, I guess, when it comes to yeah, emotions. Correct. Yeah, yes, correct. Right. Yeah. Even though, even though the you know you, the feelings and emotions are you know are deep, but sometimes you know, yeah, expressing that can be a bit of a. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
But do you um do you express more of your emotions now with him? Like, well, not you? not about not about uh, the, the mom, yes, the but mom, like yeah. just your emotions. Yes, like, do you tell yeah. him you love him and and hug him and things like that. Yeah. Uh, some that, but now I think it's more of get your ass out and start doing <laughs> stuff. You know, yeah. <laughs> If not, I'm going to throw you out of the house. You know, I can't. <laughs> does he still live with you? Yeah, he does. So, right. yeah. Because earlier when you spit at the challenges about this and that, uh, uh, but yeah. I was, in my mind, I was like, those teenage years, it's already a tough one of for course. if yeah. you have mom and dad. Teenage years must have been hell for you. He was an easy boy. I, I'm thankful, right? Yeah, so I'm thankful he was easy boy. He was, he's, he's a good kid. Uh, you know, he got himself active in church. I thank my mom for that. So uh, he was easy in that sense. I think my biggest challenge was getting him to make his room up, right? More than anything. So, <laughs> Even until now? yeah. Even time. until now, yeah. <laughs> Is he yeah. going to uni uh, college? He just finished it. He, he just, just finished, finished his dipl- diploma, so okay. and, and that's when this whole thing happened. So he's in that, you know, yeah, that, that, that phase where. You when know. are you gonna you'll kick him out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, lah. You know, you, I you know, I keep I keep telling that to him all the time, right? If end of this month, you know, you don't clean, you know, I'm gonna throw you. But when the day comes, you know, you you probably won't. Right? As a parent, like you will you know, never yeah. do you that. Know, yeah, especially you know, we Asians are. Uh, uh, you know, forever doting on our kids, and yeah, a bit, a bit different. How are you gonna feel though? I mean, you've gone through all these things with your son, mm-hmm. and through through quite a bit mm-hmm. of traumatic couple of years, and then now he's all grown up, and then you guys have settled into a routine and into a rhythm, and then now mm-hmm. he's a man, and then he's gonna leave, and then he's probably gonna get his own place. Yes. How are you gonna feel about that? Um. Psychologically gearing myself towards that. Uh, in in many ways, as much as you would like to see, you know, them move on into that, there is still that, you know, that little bit of, you know, sadness, you know, about them leaving the home. But in more ways than none, it's a sense of pride, fulfillment, happiness, joy. That you know, okay, I've done. I've done my bit, especially when everyone tells, you know, he's a good kid, he's a good kid. But yeah, you know, especially Asians, we, we, we tend not to praise them too much, right? So yeah, yeah that's the thing. Yeah. So let, let the others do the praising. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Now, you know, there are a lot of studies that have shown that children of single parents had more adverse consequences growing up, right? Were you ever worried? For your son being a, a child of a single parent, yes, of course. I mean, uh, you know, if I compare him with his uh, nephews and uh, with his cousins, sorry, right, with the rest of the cousins, yeah, of course, he's uh, not only growing up without a mom. The single child syndrome is also another issue to deal mm. with right? because he had no interaction at home except for uh, you know an adult, right? He had no one of his age to to hang out with. So. Um, it was always, yeah. Yeah, it's always uh, school or you know after school and stuff. But at home is you know I mean forty year old adult and uh, and a four or five year old kid, right? So um, I, I made uh, made up for that uh, 
gap by uh, like I said the weekends doing you know getting into stuff doing activities together so once uh, I may not have spoken much emotionally or sharing much emotion we did things together that uh, that made the bond closer and we were both equally active in you know some of our social uh, activities church and stuff mm. so uh, we were always uh, doing things together so uh, it was never that you know he's on his own until now you know now he's different right now this they, they spend more time at home, you know in their space in their room and you know yeah. with their friends friends yes correct yeah I get along well with these friends. They all love coming over and parking here. And, you know, yeah. So you're the cool dad. Yeah, I try to be. Yeah, I, you know, I I have one rule with him. I told him, you know, if you want to drink, yeah, you can drink with me. Yeah, not I still don't allow him to drink on his own yet. Yeah, okay. but, you know, yeah, I make sure that you know I handle that bit. To now that he is, you know, he's old enough, then he can slowly, you know, yeah, uh, learn how to control and, and manage that bit. Yeah. Smoking is still a no, no, though for me. So I, I'm not gonna, you know, yeah, encourage mm-hmm. him set to. Out, that, now yeah. that he's an adult, do you set out rules for him? Like this is this is uh, a no, no. This is okay. How about when he brings uh, a girlfriend to introduce to you? Oh, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you know, like I said, he's a bit of a reserved boy, okay. so. But I I don't know if he's actively seeing someone or not. But uh, he's been dropping some hints that he's close to someone. So oh. you know, uh, so I I trying to coax that out from him. You know, get more information and see who he's. You know, I've I've encouraged him to, you know, if you are seeing someone, then you know, yeah, and invite her to go home. I like to see. Her. But he keeps saying no, no, I'm, no one did, no one. Yeah, so so it's an open <laughs> communication between the two of you. Yeah, yeah. Yes, of course, yes. Because he probably looks to you as a role model because you've been so, in a way, you've also been struggling to get over the loss of your wife and then you're, yeah. you're also oh, trying to play the dating game good. and you're a yeah. positive role model. Would you have been more concerned if he like, now he's dropping hints that he may be seeing this girl. Would you have been more concerned if he's like having a ladies man, maybe? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I think I, it's easier to, to, do, to manage that than if he were to drop a bombshell on me and say I'm a man, just a man's man. You know? Exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think uh, as, as much as we are open to, you know, to, to stuff like that, but, you know, Asians can tend to be a bit more traditional in, you know, in mm. that, that So, yeah. How do, you, how do you encourage this open communication even with a teenager and now an adult? Um, uh, like I said, you know, I, I try to spend as much time as possible with him, even now, right? Uh, since he wants to, to choose a particular, you know, uh, career path. So I, I get involved in the sense of, you know, the discussions, I introduce, you know, the people for him, I sit there with them and, you know, I, I play a very active role in what he, he chooses to do. And, you know, instead of just, yeah, you know, just letting go, which is also good. Of course, you know, people say throwing them in the deep end is the best way for them to learn. You know, but you cannot help but, you know, still want to keep, a, you know, keep an eye and make sure that, you know, he's being uh, 
uh, coaxed along in the right uh, right path, right direction, mm-hmm. meets the right people, so that uh, his steps to you know to advancement are faster in that sense. Yeah. But and I'm not rushing. I don't have you know. I don't. I, I keep telling him. I have told him before. I'm you know. I've uh, not imposing any you know. I, I like. I don't want you. You know. Some people want to see the kids doctor, lawyer, this that. You know. So I, I I have not imposed anything. I've allowed him the freedom to choose what he wants. But now that you know he has an idea of what he wants, so I I'm you know okay. So I try to open some doors for him and. Being his only parent, though, Francis, do you think that you are being a little overprotective towards him? Yeah, I think that it, it's unavoidable, right? Because this this sense of what if something happens to me, how will he, you know? Mm. Cope? So that 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 uh, fear is real, you know. It's uh, it's 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 real. It, you you can't avoid that. I think you know. Uh, it's it's something I have to deal with, you know. This this letting go, uh, even until now, right? Mm. It's something I I need to continuously learn, and that I get uh, affirmation from my my friends. Mm. I have some close friends, so they they are uh, they play a good role in helping me to you know realize come to realize that you know it's okay. Uh, let go if you make a mistake, let it be, right? Don't yeah, don't knock yourself over because of that, you know. So. Mm. Things like that. Because I'm thinking like it's the two of you against the world. What if what if he leaves the house and he has his own family now, then you're you're on your own. Would you feel um I'm sure you'll feel sad and but but at the same time proud as well, right? Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. But uh I, I'm kind of looking forward to the day when he's you know he's when he leaves uh, the nest. Yes, yes, right. <laughs> Because right now, also, right now at that age, right, the 21, 22 is when they need more of your money and not your time. So, <laughs> so they, they can go for they can go for a day, not not talking to you at all, right? But yeah, so uh, what I do is then try to make sure that you know evenings we you know we go out for beer or you know we go out for drink, we have some activities together, weekends, yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. So. Mm-hmm. But it will be a sense of you know accomplishment, fulfillment. Of course, if he you know if he when he leaves, not if when he leaves. Actually, Francis. Yeah. I mean, he's twenty-one now. Hey, yeah. From what I hear, you think he's turned out to be a pretty good kid. Yes. Um, as a single father, if you had to give yourself a little bit of a uh, like a report card, how do you how well do you think you did? Well, I think I scored an A plus. Maybe. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, this you 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 will know this by you know the feedback from people around you and your friends, and you see how he he himself you know uh, is behaving socially and you know in, in general, you know that you have done you know quite well when you see yeah, when you see them you know doing doing okay. Right? Of course, a lot of it is still their own work, but you you also know that you have played a uh, you know a major role in. That by by providing an environment that allowed him to to mature and develop in his own, and at the same time just you know pulling back a little where you think they are going off track a bit. Okay. I think that that part is the yeah that part is the trickiest part right just that yeah is how much uh, interference you want to play in their, in their lives. 
and something and you know you cannot yeah it, it's something that you need to constantly remind yourself right because for us you know for us you will forever see them as a kid right however old they are right so you always want to yeah you always want to tell tell them something or this is not right this is not good you know so yeah like that. now having gone through 17 years as a single dad and you give yourself an A+. Plus. Um, do you have any advice for single parents out there who um, maybe have just lost their spouse? Uh, okay. Uh, it is not the end, right? I would say that. Right? It's, it's an opportunity or, or it's, it's uh, you know, life presents itself uh, a situation where, you know, you have to reset many things. It's not the end. It's tough, yes, but I think everyone is equipped uh, to to manage a situation like that. You just have to find the strength. You, you, it's there, right? You just have to allow it to, to come out, get into the motions, and you will find that suddenly it's been five years, six years, you know, and uh, uh, you'll find that, you know, things are not so bad after all, right? And uh, I think they also need um, give them, you know, uh, give you time to, you know, to move on, to find, you know, there's no set. Some people can take, you know, five years. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, finding a partner per se, right? It's more of finding yourself and, and uh, discovering that, hey, you know, at the end, you it's it's you, right? And a, a partner may come, yes, may may not, but that's that's not the the thing that you know that completes you per se, right? You, a person has to be complete themselves before they, you know, uh, these, you know, move on into a next relationship or getting a partner. But have, of course, it's it's also good. Right, because we we are social creatures, right? We're also not meant to to live in isolation. We also need, uh, you know, we need uh, physical company. We need, you know, uh, someone to talk to at night. So, it's more of, uh, you know, finding uh, support per se. Never never deal with your issues alone. If you need to talk, yes, you know, you must never. Never keep those, you know, your fears inside. Have, have, you know, one or two friends that you can constantly, you know, chat with and, you know, and uh, talk to. And um, I would say that, you know, things will be okay at the end.